Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. I'm George Camel. And this is Smart Money Happy Hour. That was a good clink. I don't care who you are, that was a good clink. That was a clink, for sure. All right, this is it. This is the show where two money experts who happen to be friends talk about all the things you wish your friends were talking about. Pop culture, entertainment, and of course, money. It's what makes the world go round. That's right. We have a drink in hand, and today, this episode, we're going to talk about one of the most controversial and convoluted money topics of all time. Are you ready? Taxes? Dun, dun, dun. Different T word there, George. Ooh, what is it? Tipping. Ha <laughs> ha. There it is. Do you feel great? Because you just had a great waitress or waiter, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to be generous with them, or do you just feel really awkward at a kiosk and they're asking for 20%? You think, oh God, do I tip? Do I not? I don't know. I mostly feel awkward. It's really tough. But life. you talk about, yeah, you do feel awkward sometimes, George. And yeah. not always awkward in your work, though. You do a great job Thank hosting you. podcasts, <laughs> including right. this one, The Fine Prince. We host The Ramsey Show together. You've been talking about money for a while. And you've been talking about it even longer. You've been speaking on stages across the country, best-selling author many times over, and of course, host of The Rachel Cruz Show, where we also have some fun there, too. That's right. I know we did an episode today together, so I appreciate that. All right. So what's our uh, sipper today, George? This was my choice. And it is a classic. Oh, wait. I don't think it was your choice. Who called? Hey, producer Lindsay, whose idea was it? No idea. Oh man, I th- this was this used to be my go-to co- my go-to cocktail before the gimlet. I know, but I chose it for this episode. Okay, in particular. I okay. Tell the I'll, g- I'll give you is. the credit. Tell the people. One of my favorite cities in America, a Manhattan. Oh, I think you're gonna say Des Moines, and I was like, <laughs> I've never had that drink. It is a classic Manhattan. It's hard to go wrong. That's it's right. very good. It's my go-to when eating out, and so I thought because we're doing an episode on tipping. Oh. This would be an appropriate one. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more of an expensive cocktail, but it's a good one. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You'll so have to wait you tip, till the end. Do you tip the bartender, George? I mean, it's all great. Well, producer Lindsay was the bartender, so yes, I think I we should tip. I would love her. a tip. Yeah, we'll <laughs> she deserves it. Jar right here. <laughs> for having to put up with us. So we're going right. to talk about what's in it, what's it cost to make, and we're going to give it our rating at the end of the episode. Yeah. So we'll see if she deserves a tip. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about tipping. Yeah, yes. through this entire episode. But it's a it's kind of an American thing, this whole tipping oh, idea. Yes. You've uh, been to Europe, right? I have been, yes. And George, tipping I, is very different across the pond there. It's very true. You don't tip. I mean, like they don't they don't really accept tips. It's not it's not required. Yeah. And if you're eating out, it's minimal. Yeah. This idea of like you've got to tip twenty percent, this is a very American thing. So we're gonna talk about that. Well, it's American, uh, for sure, but we tip on so many Everything. things. Restaurants, coffee shops, ride sharing, food delivery, hair salons, nail salons, valet, hotel housekeeping, et cetera, et cetera. It's a hard subject to get your head around because there is so there are so many places to yeah. tip and, and sometimes you don't know. I have what's called tipping anxiety. Oh no, George, you, you sound so I get anxiety dramatic. for a lot of reasons. Oh my gosh. But it's a real thing. It's you never know. Like, am I doing this out of obligation? Is it from the heart? I don't know anymore because everything's just forced upon me with the iPads. We'll talk about that later. So this is interesting. Seattle Times did a five-part series about tipping. One of the columnists referred to tipping as psychological warfare. Oh, my gosh. I'm dramatic, but can we turn the drama down? Y'all, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's not waterboarding, guys. Like, (laughs) Let's not go over the top here. But I will say there is anxiety around it. Why? Because there's cultural norms, societal norms. No one wants to feel judged. They're staring at you while you 
tap the buttons. Yes, and yes, and there are some places that I do have my questions on what to tip and and how much is appropriate, all of that. But but majority of my tipping, majority is when you go out to eat. Yes, and for me, it's just like a twenty percent. So like, I don't have have zero anxiety about it. Wow, I double the tax. Rubs off on me today, Rachel. I should teach you something, George. Perfect. You need a chill. And enjoy life and tip generously. Well, one of the places that uh, tipping culture is is being exposed is the talk, TikTok. Oh, man. And I think for this episode, we're going to call it Tip Talk. Do you like that? So uh, a girl it. was asked, she was complaining. She was asked how much she'd like to tip on an order of chicken fingers and fries at a drive through window. Oh, so all right. I can't watch this wait. and we're going to get sip your... this Manhattan as I'm yes. entertained by the talk, the tip talk. I'm sorry to say this, but tipping culture has gotten out of control. And I just want to preface this by saying that I always tip. I always tip 20% like standards. I went to this like local, like it's like a burger and fry place, kind of like the local version of McDonald's. So like chicken tenders and fries, right? I get up to the pay window and she's like, how much do you want to tip? And I'm just like, what? And she's like, yeah, did you want to leave a tip? And she's like pointing to them. And I was like, oh no, not today. And then I just felt really uncomfortable, but like homegirl. What am I going to tip you for? I'm in the f- drive through Oh, my God. What did you think of that? Oh, man. I... Oh, I would have felt terrible not to tip. I wouldn't tip. I don't think in because the drive through like, well, how much do you want to... It's not do you... It's how much would you like it's to assumed. tip? It's assumed. In the drive through Now, a Sonic... I don't know if, if Sonic is national. Yes, it is, It's for considered sure. a... I mean, it's a drive up, right? Like you order and they bring the food out to you, sometimes on roller skates. Which they get paid a little more for that. No way. Yeah, it's not much. It's like 25 cents extra. <gasps> now. They should get paid way more. Listen. For sure. It takes talent to do it's that. It's hard enough just to do that now, job. Though, on now, wheels. I will tip Sonic for sure. But when I drive my own car around and you just hand, I don't know. Lean I out the window. Yeah, I don't know about that, George. Yeah. Am I cheap? No. No, this the fact that this like just came on the scene recently tells me that there's a deeper issue here that it's gotten out of control. It used to be like you go to a restaurant, you sit down, there is a server there for two hours hanging out at your two beck hours. and call. Very you know, nice. You've yes. been to find out. This is how it is, right? Yeah, I, I I know, I know, I I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So it has gotten out of control. But again, going back to the idea that man, this is like. Tipping, though, it helps with people's income, specifically when you are, yeah, waiting tables and stuff. Because in America, you're paid like nothing, and you're exp- and the tips are what carry you through. I oh, mean, yeah. that that's it. Have you waited tables? I have not, George. No. Mm. Have you? I, I did. <gasps> what restaurant? I think everyone should be forced to wait I, tables. I could get that. I did a Young Life camp where I was, where I like had the kitchen duty. So oh, I feel like I served. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> It is they didn't not tip me at easy. The camp. <laughs> I, I think actually waiting tables gives you a newfound respect. For sure. For how hard it is, how stressful it can be. So I waited tables in college at a Middle Eastern restaurant in Mobile, Alabama. That's a real thing. And as you know, Rachel, my parents have a, a, are of Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, I, I love I Middle know, Eastern that's... food. So and what, some family so what was friends. It? Oh, so you knew the people that owned it? Yes. They were family. They were like family friends. Yeah. And so I got a job there serving. And let me tell you, I didn't last long. The owner's daughters got all the good tables. I'm going to make that very clear. What? So like doctors would come in with like 15 oh. people. They'd get the big, they'd be handing them 20s at the door. Shoot, you'd get the college students. And I would get the college students and it was a partial hookah bar. And so you get <laughs> a lot of these, you know, 
just like people who just wanted to sit there on the patio and smoke their hookah for three hours. And I remember one night I went and cleaned up after him and there was literal pennies on the table as my tip. No. I about cried. I may have. George. Because after a long night, you serve oh, these guys. Oh, that is terrible. And you come back to pennies. Hey, well, I'll tell you this. Oh. I remember in high school, after youth group, there was one Mexican restaurant in the area that was open that late, like after we got out. So we all would go eat chips and salsa and water. AKA zero dollars. Free. No one would order anything. We just eat chips and sauce and drink water. But I but I remember mom and dad always saying, if you go to Las Palmas, you all leave a five dollar bill. Leave a five dollar bill no matter what. So you all so in my head, you always tip. Even if the service is bad. Yes. You always tip. That's my thing. So the pennies that were left to you by the hookah, the hookah The hookah people. I don't know what that I don't know what I don't know what uh that the is device is called specifically, but yeah. I'm very sorry, George. Well, I really I, am. Hear my heart. That wasn't in that. even the worst part, Rachel. What? Not days later, I was serving the owners and their family and like brothers no. and sisters, and I had a tray with three pitchers of ice water filled with ice and water. I went to go take one pitcher off, and I don't know if you know how science works, but Balance. gravity caused one of the pitchers Balance. to slide directly off. Onto the owner's brother. No. no. And the all of the ice at once dumped right onto his crotch. <laughs> and it was like slow motion. The oh, man the man could not react. Wor- oh, he could not feeling? breathe. If oh, I you're bet. a man, I you bet. know why. That level of ice cold liquid in that area. I'm so sorry. I they were so nice, they didn't even fire me. They were very kind. I'm pretty sure oh they even gosh. tipped. But I quit about a week later, and I went, serving is not for me. Like, I'm done. It I'm is done. not for me. It's a skill that I do not possess. Oh, so it's So that's my it's story hard of work. serving and waiting tables. Yeah, that's, I'm so sorry. That's the worst feeling that when, when I hear plates crashing at a restaurant, oh. I literally just like say a silent prayer mm. and just say, Lord, give them strength. Like driving by a Get, car accident. Let peace that surpasses all understanding enter their life because yeah. that is terrible. Terrible. But so I got it's paid, hard work. you know, you get paid like $2 and something cents per hour, and then you make all of your money on tips. All right, so let's go through the guidelines from U.S. News and World Report and what they suggest you should tip per category. I'm going to get your thoughts, George. Okay. Ready? Hit me. Sit down restaurants, 20%. Agree. Agree, I think too. if the service is terrible, 15% is minimum. But if I, if I had a normal level of service, 20%. For sure. I agree. Coffee shop, fast casual restaurants, and takeout, 10%. Ooh. This one I don't agree with. It seems kind of high. My order at any coffee shop is generally a black drip coffee, which means they take a cup, they walk over, they pour it from the spout, and they hand it to me. Yeah. I'm not needing If I'm ordering from a counter, I'm very rarely going to tip. Now, here's the caveat. I don't know why caveat. I feel so guilty saying Sometimes that. Sometimes fast casual restaurants now, you order at the counter, but then they bring you the food and they bus. And so if I know that's the situation, I'll try to leave a little something. Yeah, that's fair. You know? And then takeout... Uh, I did this recently, and I'll I'll tip one or two bucks. Usually it's just a meal for me. If I'm ordering for like 14 people and they're bagging up 19 containers. Sure, sure, sure. That's different. But normally takeout is iffy, and if I do, it's it's a little bit. A little bit, okay. Uh, barbershop, hair salon, and nail salon, Ooh. 15 to 20%. You can speak to the hair yeah, and nail salon. Yeah, I, I do 20. I double the tax. Because okay. in Tennessee, I guess it's like 10%. Uh, but I'll double the tax usually. 
this is a tough one for me because I go to the barber every two weeks, which I know is very what? upsetting. It's very upsetting to a lot of people, Rachel, including George. you. That makes me sense. That's a lot of time. What? Yeah. I mean, your hair, it's wonderful. But ma- thank you. Man. Thank you. Why? Because it just grows too long up top? Yeah, it's I mean, a I, long up top. I got to keep a professional look, you know, having to be on camera almost every day. <laughs> I got to run a tight ship. Such a, I can't get such shaggy a hard hair. life. So here's, here's the problem. Sorry. I asked my barber the other day. I said, hey, have I been under tipping you? Like, can you just be straight with mm-hmm. me? Because mm-hmm. I was normally tipping, you know, five bucks. And I thought, okay, that's normal. And he said, I was like, what do normal people tip? And he said, uh, anywhere from 20 to 40%. I was like, 40%? Are you serious? Who's tipping 40%? Now, if they got him in last minute for, you know, or something like that, where it was some crazy scenario, maybe I get that once sure, in a while. Sure, sure. But a normal 40% tip on a haircut is insane lot. to me. How much do you pay for a haircut, haircut, I pay $35, which well, is a lot. terrible. I know, oh, but part no, of my profession so. is you got to keep up with whatever I'm this tar- is. You don't have to justify. I don't oh, I do, so Rachel. Terrible. I do. Because the sports clips, people out there get mad at me because like, I pay $15. Oh, You're insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One guy fought me in the YouTube comments. Turns out he's a <laughs> farmer. And he said, yeah, you're right. The ca- the cows don't care what I look like. <laughs> what are you fighting me about this for, dude? Hey, would you still pay that, though, if you didn't have this job? No. I would be getting a haircut probably every six weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so, fair. That's fair. But it's worth it. I care about hair for yeah. some reason. Okay. How about know? Uber and ride sharing? Mm, yeah. I do. Okay, this says 10 to 20%. And I'll usually hit the, depends on the length of time, but I'll go like 15 usually. And I, and I appreciate Uber, the app, yep. because they will come back and say, what do you want to tip? So it's all right there for me. It makes it very easy. Attached to this, what do you think about like grocery delivery? Like shipped or always, Instacart? I always tip. And I, and it kind of hurts because it's really expensive. <laughs> But I tip, yeah, 15 to 20%. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Because they work hard. That's my thing. I you know go to Costco I, I on a, a Saturday? I am avoiding Costco. I will tip. I will tip. I remember you are a blessing. The, you are a blessing to my life that I don't yeah. have to go down that aisle with that big old shopping cart. I remember during Kids COVID. Kids screaming. We weren't getting out a lot. And I did like Instacart. And it was like kind of an icy day. And homegirl was out there doing the Lord's work. Man. And I gave her a real nice tip that day because they were conditions hard. Matter. And the ones that like talked to me on the app where they're like, hey, I'm so sorry about this. How about the da 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 da? I tip even more. So much respect. When they communicate versus the ones that just replace the item, don't ask. And I'm like, oh, and I don't get to the app in time. It's a very, it's a you science. Have, well, you're very needy too. That's what it's coming down to. Oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. Okay. So here's the big question What if the service is bad? Hmm. Should you Winston and I have different opinions on this. Oh, no, zero dollars? Never. What's Winston's take? Winston will gauge the service between his, like, 15 and 20. Like, he, like, I I will give 20. He'll still do 20 even for terrible service? Me? I will. He will lower it to 15, and I won't. I don't know why. I'm just like. I feel like you're enabling at that point. It is 20% You are enabling regardless. terrible service. It, no, because they could have had a terrible day. They could have had eight tables. The boss could have yelled at them. And, and they're just trying. Here's, you want to know what uh, what old Dave Ramsey, Papa Dave taught me. What's that? If the food is late mm-hmm. and it's cold, it's usually the service's fault. Mm-hmm. Over like they have too many tables, right? It's the they're they didn't grab it in time. Yep. It's sitting there. Right but if it's them. late and it's hot, it's usually the kitchen's fault. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to like blame sure. my waiter if the kitchen's backed up. Whose caveat. fault is that? Yeah, I think I totally agree with that. And what I do, which this makes my wife very uncomfortable, is I'll say, 
hey, like the fries came out and they're like kind of cold. Is there any way we get, some, mm. uh, you know? And so if they're willing to work with me on that, that tells me I'm going to, they're going to get a much Do better Do you take tip. French fries back, George? Is yeah, that what I've you're telling it. me? I have done <gasps> How many things have you taken back at a restaurant? I'm sorry, but if I'm paying a restaurant to cook for me, there are certain expectations I have. And one of those is the food is going to be hot. But anyways, so I, I say if there's an issue and they're willing to fix it, they're going to get a great tip from me. But if they kind of brush it off, and I'm not, and I know I'm not being a diva, yep. they're not going to get as good of a tip. I'm still going to tip at least fifteen percent. All right, so you're you are gauging service. You have to earn concept. my love, man. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm just I'm just like twenty percent no, all day. You're just miss generosity over all here. All day. I'm a terrible person Speaking for having any expectations of humanity in restaurants. <laughs> Speaking of generosity, do you think you should tip more during the holidays? Ooh, yes. Me too, George. We agree on that. And it's not like a, it's the holidays. Let's be generous. It's like a, it's the holidays. And this person is probably so burnt out and on the verge of going insane that I just want to try to have this one moment in their day not be the worst. And so that's how I feel. It's not about me. It's about like working during the holidays. I worked in retail. I worked at the Apple store, Urban Outfitters, to no one's surprise. Urban Outfitters. And during the holidays, both of those. And mm-hmm. it is so stressful. Yeah. People are mean. They're yeah, they rude. Are. Everything's crazy. And so anytime there's a moment of generosity, it warmed my heart. That's good. All right. So there's some trends around tipping. Little tipping trends. Yep. Technology, semi-cashless economy, current events, all of this is coming to play. So let's go through the trends, George. All right. Trend number one, asking for tips at the point of sale. This one is a gear grinder for me, Rachel. And this is like where you're like going to buy and they turn that little iPad around. Yes. And there's like a tipping screen right there. What do you do? There's an ice cream place locally. You've been there. I won't say who it is. (laughs) Won't name names. Delicious ice cream. But they scoop the ice cream. Great. You are doing your job. And at the end, they won't like be like super. Sometimes they're friendly. But sometimes until they spin the iPad around, they're not friendly. And then they go, how's your day going? And I'm like, oh, this is maniacal. Great word, George. Thank you. Wow. And you know what they're yeah, doing. that's tough. They want I'm, to get in your, this is the psychological warfare. Yeah. This person's asking me how my day was. That's a very I nice thing to do. I feel pressured to tip. Now I'm trying to figure out, should I do 10, 20, 30? I know. I might get hate for this, but man, if I if they spin that iPad around and it's just like me ordering food, I, I don't tip. Agreed. Okay. Am I a bad person for that? No. Because I'm like, I'm paying for my food and you're... Now, the only caveat is those fast casual places where they're bringing me the food, they're bussing the table, then I'm more likely to. To do it, yes. But yeah, the walk up, of you spun an iPad around and you did your job and now you're just like requiring a tip is insane to me. So I will specifically go to like the custom amount, go to zero. So maybe that makes me a bad person. But I think most of America will agree with me. Yeah, I, I hope so because it does make me feel a little cheap. But also I'm like, gosh, where's and the balance? Like I said, the suggestions start at 20%. Yeah, that's crazy. Trend number two, asking for tips on goods, not just services. Ooh. So normally you tip for a service. But now there's a new thing where you could be shopping online and they will ask for a tip. Yes, this is. You want to, I'm going to show you. I, I don't. I'll be honest. I have not had personal experience with this. I don't think. Well, we're going to show you what we mean here. There's a TikTok out there. Okay. And uh, this girl had this experience. Okay. Purchasing an office chair online, and they're asking me if I want to leave a tip. That's it. I've never experienced it, but I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't tip on that. 
no, I'm purchasing online. I'm 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 just keep I'm gonna keep going. Agreed. I'm gonna keep going. I'm with you on that. We're not tipping on that. Sorry, not falling for it. All right, trend number three. Tipping with Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, or PayPal. Oh. Mm, I don't have PayPal. I don't have Cash App. I don't have Zelle. I do have Venmo. Wow. Okay. Everyone Venmo, Rachel Cruz. She's inviting <laughs> you. So this is an interesting one because a lot of the times you have to tip with cash. And if you don't have cash, then you feel bad. And so it's a nice option that I can ask. Now, it's a little, it's a little awkward and personal to be like, hey, can I get your Venmo? I think it's a cool option for those that don't always have cash. I think it will encourage more people to tip because you can just scan the QR code and you're in. That's right. So I am a fan of that one. All right. Trend at number four, automatic gratuity. So this is one you've experienced. You know when it's like, for a party of six or more, automatic gratuity of 18% will be applied. So you've seen that at restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I just went to a comedy show this weekend where they have automatic gratuity, regardless of how many people are with you. And I'm a fan of it personally. Yeah, I don't think I'm mad at it. There's a convenience aspect as a customer. You did some math for me, and I didn't have to do this yeah. awkward, how and much did I And if it's actually tip? amazing, I'm going to put a little bit more. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes I have been known to add some on top of the 18. Like if I wanted to tip 20 normally, I'll add a little bit more. Um, if you get room service at a hotel, because you're bougie, do you know they already add in the gratuity? Yes. So you got to you gotta this check is for some stuff. something to make sure check your receipts, people. This is a teaching moment. A lot of people don't check. It's already added, and then they add another 20%. Love the accidental generosity there, but it can also bust your budget and cause you to spend way more than you intended. Yeah, because technically you already tipped in the bill, yes. and then you're going even more on top of that. So that's big. And fun fact for you, Rachel, the IRS considers automatic gratuity to be a service fee, not a tip. Therefore, restaurants that exclusively use this must pay servers the state minimum wage. So that's interesting. <gasps> I did not know that. That goes back to our yeah. very beginning of the podcast, George. I know. We're circling all the way back. All the way back. All right, trend number five, tipping more generously post-pandemic than pre-pandemic. Wow. Yeah, so apparently uh, service industry workers were afraid that Americans would have tipping fatigue post-pandemic. That's true. Um, but actually, it still remains high, even despite inflation. Well, because people weren't going out as much, and so it felt like those who were going out had to, you know, tip more, be more generous in order to keep these businesses afloat, keep the employees there. Yeah, for sure. So Gosh, I, they- I think I'm a fan of that one. I think— there's nothing wrong with us being more generous. And if it took a pandemic to get us there, then that's just what it took. <laughs> you know? It's not the way it's I would have big, chosen it's it. A big not the way I would have chosen it. Uh, but I think it's good. They're, we're seeing that the average restaurant tip amount is up nearly 10% compared to last year, according to Toast's Q2 2022 report. There you go. So, Rachel, this is really fun to talk about. But at the end of the day, this all comes down to generosity and to our hearts. This is not a competition. I don't want to do any of this for some kind of social standing. I want to do it because I want to be a generous person. And we know that generosity affects the giver as much as it affects the receiver. For sure. There's something called the giver's glow. Scientifically, it bring, it like releases chemicals into our brain when we give. It feels good, not only to us, but to the person receiving it. Yeah, for sure. And you're not doing it for a sense of like pride or like it's out of guilt. I have to... There is that part of like, gosh, I just want to, I want to bless this person. So whether it's in a situation of tipping or just pure generosity of just generosity in general, it it is, there's something about it that when you live with that open hand, 
uh, it's amazing what can happen because I think we do live in this more selfish, self-centered world, right? Everything is about me, 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 focusing on my career and my my looks, my family, me, my happiness. And when you just stop for a second, actually look out and look to see, okay, who are the people that I'm interacting with day in and day out? And what does generosity look in that way? And how can I truly bless someone even with the overflow of what I have? And I think what's so hard is people have the heart to give. They just don't have the budget. Mm. But man, I, I do feel like giving it, it's a heart issue. I mean, you could look at your budget and be like, okay, am I paying Comcast? <gasps> yes, I am, George. We know this well, from past you know, episodes. Uh, but I'm not being generous. That's why, yeah, teaching um, people to give and encouraging people to give is throughout, regardless of where you are financially. Oh, so I've whether heard you say, give a little until you can give a lot. Yes, but and giving something because money too, it is a magnifying glass. It makes you more of what you already are. And so, starting that giving and that and that habit early on, even if you feel like, gosh, everything's so tight, give a little. But then as you start walking the Ramsey baby steps, like what we talk about all the time of getting out of debt and investing and saving up for an emergency fund, all these things, you're going to have overflow. So you're, you're going to be able to give even more. And it's so much easier to give more when you've given a little and yeah. you've started that habit. Well, and it's easier to give when you have the margin to give. Yes. And it's hard to do that when you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have all this debt hanging over your head and you don't feel confident about your own future. And truthfully, it makes you self centered in the sense that you can't really be others focused because you're so stressed about your own situation. You're worried about your own bills, so it's hard to worry about your server's bills. Yes. And so that's what I love about this plan is that you're able to look out there for opportunities to give. And that's why I'm rallying against this like compulsive giving society. I want to give as a matter of the heart because I want to, not because I feel socially obligated and guilted because of an iPad spun around. Totally. And can I say this, George? Say if you it. can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out to eat. Ooh, say that again, Rachel. If you can't afford to tip, you you can't afford to go out. Oh, let me do that stronger. I can do that stronger a second time. If you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out to eat. Louder for the people in the back. But that's so true. <laughs> Like if if, if you, you can't can afford that, barely you, you, afford there's the other meal, there's other things going on. It's there's time other to going eat on. at Mikasa. Yeah. Okay. That is whew, that's good. So there's a lot there. If you're a person of faith like we are, this has a biblical element to it, and we know that God loves a cheerful giver. The Bible says that, and you know God is a giver. Like He gave His Son, and so we are wired for generosity, and yep. that is why there's such an emotional thing that happens within us. Anytime we see an act of generosity, especially a spontaneous act that was unexpected or unwarranted even, or this person didn't even deserve this, or they were they were on the street. Like, yeah. We just love to see those redemptive stories. And that's what's so funny is I feel like people even take the whole idea that money is so bad. Like there's different camps. Oh, just evil. In general. Yeah. yeah that like, oh my gosh, you know, you if you have a lot of money, you're somehow not godly or you're shallow or whatever the thing is. Well, I'm you like, must have gotten it by stealing from people. Well, that too. But I'm like, but money, it's it's a tool. Like it's there to help people. And the more money you have and the heart you have to give, the more people you get to help. So it's a, it's a win-win for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the other key here is budget for generosity. Yeah, be intentional about when it. When you plan yeah. for it, it's more likely to happen. And so when we started, you know, getting a hold of our finances, me and my wife decided let's have a budget line item specifically for random giving. 
And that way, when we see an opportunity, it's not even a conversation. We just yeah. go, oh, we've already budget. Like, yeah, let's give them 50 bucks. Yeah. Or a coworker's going through a hard time and they have a health issue or a medical bill or a car repair. Let's just give them a few hundred bucks. And it's not in the spirit of we don't need to tell anyone about it. Yes. You can do this anonymously and for your own good, not as a flex Which on social media. Which is sometimes the most fun. Oh, yeah. Even when the person doesn't know it's you. Yes. But you can kind of watch it play out selfishly for yourself to watch it play out because you're like, oh. Like Those are the most amazing stories where yeah. someone's like, I had a $1,200 bill I couldn't afford and I just got an envelope in the mail. With $1,200, yeah. And you're like, how did this happen? It's and so, so there's some amazing stories of generosity it's out so there. so fun. Yeah, and when we teach about budgeting even, we even on the EverDollar app from Ramsey Solutions, like we have 10% at the top. So giving regardless of your situation, it is, we encourage it. We really, really do because it, it just, it didn't change the other person. It does help them for sure, but it changes who you are when you start to get your tight grip from money and it's so tight and you can loosen your grip and have yes. more peace in your life. It's wonderful. And can we call this out, Rachel? We live in Nashville, which is like the buckle of the Bible belt. There's more Baptists than people, as Dave Ramsey likes to say. <laughs> and it frustrates me that servers don't want to work on Sundays because <gasps> of the church know. crowd. I know. the lo- Yes, it's the lowest tipping day. And that drives me bonkers. I agree. So church, hey, if you are going out to eat after church, you better be the most oh, generous Lord person that mercy. servers Please ever encountered. Tipping. Otherwise, yes. don't go out to eat. You're giving us all a bad name. That's right. Don't leave a track. It starts with us. For sure. All right, it's almost the end of the episode, and we close out every episode with Guilty as Charged. And this is where our producer gives us a new Guilty as Charged question every week. We have to drink if we have and give context behind our answer. Oh, boy. All right, Lindsay, hit us. All right, so this question came from someone who follows you on Instagram. Mm. They asked, have you ever re-gifted a gift to save money? Have you been guilty of it? 100%. Yes. And I got caught. Wait, what? (laughs) This is a really terrible story as we're talking about generosity. you must tell us about your (laughs) re-gifting generosity. Yeah, and I kind of (laughs) lied. Are you admitting this for the first time? Okay, take a drink, Rachel. That's how this game works because you, wow, you might need to take a few sips. So we got married when I had a semester left of college, okay? So Winston has graduated, working, and I have my last communications class, and then I have, like, walking and social dance and yoga, like all your electives. I'm sorry. (laughs) Social dance and yoga? Oh, yeah. It's all my electives left in college that I had. God bless you, T. Um, yep. So I'm broke. I'm broke. Okay. Can we just say that? Like, we are starting off. Okay. We are starting off our marriage. So we get married. And we get this really nice picnic basket as a gift. And it has like plates and silverware and it all matches and all that. It's a beautiful gift. I'm not quite like the outdoorsman. Like I'm not like going on picnics very often, but I thought someone that goes outdoors (laughs) would love this gift, would love this gift. So long story short, kept it away. And one of my friends in college got married May after we graduated. And she was an outdoor. Outdoors woman, like she's like her and her husband, they can't, they did all the outdoors stuff. And I thought she would love this gift. Mm. So I gave it to her, not knowing that some of the wrapping paper of the original gift was at the bottom of the box. (laughs) And she asked me, she said, huh, I loved your gift or something. And I said, 
When I saw it, I thought of you. <laughs> no. But when I saw it, I kind of thought of outdoors so you're, people. Your sentence and was true. I can't, yeah, but it was but sort knew. of a lie. And she knew. And then she said, took a picture of it and laughed. She had a great sense of humor. But, oh, yeah, I got caught. And I tried to cover my, cover my tracks. So, George, if you have a gift, Yikes. make sure the original wrapping paper is not on the gift. I was waiting for you to be like, and the card was still in there from oh. the other person. <laughs> Yikes. So... Yeah. Yeah. I'd, but other than that, I probably have regifted too. Like if someone gives me like lots of candy, I don't know, if stuff that I'm like, I don't, I'm sure someone else would love this. Have yeah. you? Surely I you have. have. But I've I've probably done it more like brought it to a white elephant thing versus like the made it gift. a whole gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like family gives me a gift. I'm like, I'm not using this, but it's just a good white elephant gift. I don't know what you call it in your day. You call it white elephant? Dirty Santa? Both. Okay. I take both. So yeah. I've done I've done my fair share of regifting to those kinds of parties. Okay, yep. Well, mine were real gifts, George. Real Yikes. gifts. But yeah, if you don't love it, someone else will. Well, looks like you're guilty as charged. I'm take so a sip. we'll drink to that. Cheers. Wow. Mm. All right. Um let's talk about this drink, Rachel. I think I'm uh we made it about as far as each other. You did a yeah, little better about, than me. We're pretty even. Close to the bottom. Mm-hmm. What rating would you give this drink? You can be honest. The bartender is sitting right there. I've had many Manhattans in my life. Lindsay, I'm going to give it a solid eight. Oh wow. my gosh, I'm so honored. Okay, I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a seven. <gasps> Rude. I prefer it in a coupe. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, I've told you it's my favorite drink. I'm rolling my eyes. But it was very good. It's hard to make a bad one. And let's talk about the cost breakdown. If you want to make this at home. You'll need two ounces of rye whiskey, an ounce of sweet vermouth, a dash of bitters, one cherry. I prefer Luxardo because I, th- I think wow. it is the only cherry you should use in I a Manhattan. the only one that says that gets their hair cut every so, wow. other day. She can't get over it. You're the one who asked, Rachel, how much are your haircuts? Thousands of dollars for women's haircuts. My wife is getting one right now. <laughs> and I know. So, every six weeks, George. That's fair. The cost to make this, it's not the cheapest drink to make, but it's not the most expensive. You can make this for about four bucks a serving at home. That's now, right. If you go out to get this drink, it's going to be way more expensive. And you're going to have to tip nice on top of that. That's right. So recipe is in the show notes. Try it this weekend and let us know what you think. All right. It's closing time, George. So in lieu of tips, you guys can follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. And click and subscribe on this podcast if you haven't yet. So click that follow button. And if the spirit leads, you can leave a review. Wow. That is some free generosity. I love that. I know. And if you have a friend, share it. If you don't have a friend, borrow one and share it with them. <laughs> That's great. Find a friend and listen to this podcast. That could be That's fun. Right. And we'll be releasing new episodes every Thursday. So we'll see you next week on Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour.